The Open Source Creative Podcast, Episode 3, Licensing and Crowdfunding. This is the Open Source Creative Podcast, a podcast where I ramble on about creativity, process, and open source software during my work commute. I'm Jason Van Gumster, and uh, yeah, this one was really rambly, uh, so if, if you're if you have problems with that, I, I do apologize. But it, it, it's interesting. So I covered licensing, specifically Creative Commons, how it relates to that, the GPL, and, and those sorts of things, and how that all also relates to crowdfunding. So I think it's an interesting topic, and it's worth worth a good, healthy discussion. And I have a question for you, the audience, at the end. So please pay attention, or fast forward to the end, and uh, see what that question is, and, and give me some answers, because I'm, I'm really curious about that. By the way, I've been building up infrastructure for the site, so it's available on iTunes. You can subscribe to it on the website. You can also have there's a Facebook page if you look for Open Source Creative Podcast on Facebook. There's a page there. You can do the liking on that as well. Uh, of course, there's the home base is the website monsterjavaguns.com/podcast. Leave a comment. Let me know what you think. And yeah, let's get the show started. Enough of, enough of me talking here. Listen to me talking after the intro. Oh, we're going to toast marshmallows, are we? Could be. Welcome to the Open Source Creative Podcast. I'm Jason Van Gumster, your host and driver. Let's get started. So, and we'll, sorry, let's get started with new stuff. News, newsy, newsy things. Well, updates first. Uh, thanks, everyone. Well, thanks for, I guess I got two respondents on my, the challenge I issued last week in terms of doing something creative once a day. Uh... One, the one of them, both of them are kind of cheating, but I'll allow it just because they responded. So I, I got one, one person who was already involved with the 30-day modeling challenge, and another person, uh, and I, I'll have to put a link to them in my in the show notes because all of a sudden names just blanked right on out, but. Uh, somebody who's doing patches on patch review on Cinnamon, which is a uh, desktop environment for for Linux men, was doing daily patch things. It's a little cheating, but you know, I'll allow it. So, thanks you two for for humoring my ridiculous challenge. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed it. I've been keeping up with the thirty day modeling challenge. Uh, today, as I record this, it's what day 25, so there's five days left. That's exciting. So, now i got to think of another, not, well, either think of or participate in another challenge. Or just, you know, I guess I don't have to have a challenge. I can do it just for, for fun. But I've been looking into Inktober, which is a uh, drawing challenge throughout the month of October. 31 days, 31 ink drawings. I'm, uh, I'm tempted. I'm very tempted, and I'm, I'm 
about 90% sure I'll, I'll be participating in that. On to actual news, not personal news. Uh, in the world of so- open source creative software, Caliber, which you would spell Calibre, but it's, it's Caliber, which is a open source tool for organizing your ebooks, but is also used for doing ebook conversions and editing ebook files. So you can convert from the Mobi to EPUB or vice versa or, or those sort of things. That has seen a new release. I believe it's 2.14, I think, or 2.11. Uh, in any case, there's a new release for it. And that came out. So if you're if you're on the ebook publishing side of things, that would be a good one to have a look at. Also, GNOME, GNOME. I guess I got a proper pronunciations. GNOME. I can't stand pronouncing that G, but correct things are correct things, I suppose. Anyhow, uh, videos, video support in GNOME has improved with uh, auto rotate, and this is uh, GNOME 3.14. The Pi version. <laughs> um, the video's support for that has apparently been updated so that it does auto-rotation and auto-thumbnail generation and a bunch of stuff like that. So that's worth taking a look at if you are a GNOME user. I don't happen to be one, but, you know, if you are, then that'll benefit you. Also, in a bit of strange news, I haven't had a chance to verify this, so someone else will have to uh, confirm it as well. There's been some other confirmations on on a couple other sites, but apparently Elephant's Dream, the first open movie project by the Blender Foundation, Project Orange, that is apparently available on Netflix. Somebody on Netflix apparently uploaded it as test footage, or they uploaded a blank file and named it Elephant's Dream, which would be even weirder. But apparently, for some regions, not all of them, uh, like I don't think, ironically, it's viewable from the Netherlands, but apparently you could find Elephant's Dream on Netflix, and uh, if it's anything other than test footage, it'd be just cool to have it there, so that's a cool thing. Other bits of news, this one I think was more of a last week thing than within the week, but CG Cookie, current owner for the BlenderArtist.org, which I'm a moderator, uh, CG Cookie has implemented gamification on their uh, their educational material. I, I got mixed feelings in, on sort of the rising trend of gamifying everything. I, part of me thinks that it's it's a useful tool, but I, I'm I wonder if if there's if there's a lot of if this if there's I don't know, it feels hypey to me. You know, it feels buzzwordy. And, and trendy, and I don't know if it's actually a real and truly viable like benefit as part of the, the learning process. I mean, maybe it is. I mean, people like to, to earn things and, and you know, get little cookies for, for, for doing things. I guess in, in some ways it's, it's not different than getting a gold star as a kid, but I don't know. It just, well... I'm, I, I, cynical bastard Jason's kicking in here, so let me just say it's, uh, some folks do find it useful, so the fact that CG Cookie's using it for their various, their various cookie pages, cookie sites on, on educational material, I, I mean, I can't, 
as long as it's beneficial to somebody, I guess I can't complain too much. So, in any case, if you happen to be one of those people that I've inadvertently just badmouthed, <laughs> go check out CG Cookie uh, and and uh, get your gamified learning on. And then the last little bit of news that I have here, which really isn't directly open source creative news, but it, it does affect a number a number of. people, it does affect a number of people who are using open source software, specifically Blender users. Minecraft was purchased by Microsoft. Well, Minecraft and uh, Mojang, the, the company that, that makes Minecraft, was purchased from Microsoft for $2.5 billion. With a B. Billion. Giant sums of money. Holy hell. Now, there, there's a lot of like the reason why it's important on the open source side is that there's a lot of people in the modding community for that particular game that, that are Blender users and other open, and use other open source tools for, for making their mods and making their models and doing their things like that. And uh, so that it's one of those things there where some people there might be a little bit upset. Partially because they don't know what's going to happen in terms of the level of openness that happened that, that, that Minecraft, you know, seeing how much openness... Minecraft as a platform maintains because it's freaking everywhere, and uh, to see any of that lost would be would be unfortunate. But you know, then again, Microsoft when they bought Bungie, they didn't do anything with Marathon, but they did come out with Halo. So you know, I mean, there's there's trade offs. We'll have to see how this all shakes out. But the only thing we know for sure is is that the uh, the three original creators of Minecraft will not be going with that sale. They're going to go on and move on to some other project that they're interested in. And, uh... So, yeah, there's there's that. Well, three creators. Yeah, I'll say three creators. Notch being the, the primary one that everyone knows. So, yeah, that that's... That's your open source creative news for the week. I'm sure there's more. Uh, and if I missed anything, tell me about it! And if I... if something happens over the next course of the next week before I record the next podcast uh, why don't you send me an email or make a comment in the uh, what are they called the comment section <laughs> yeah make a comment in the comment section or send me an email at podcast at monsterjavaguns.com and that'll sort of facilitate my laziness and help me not miss any new and interesting create, uh, things happening in the world of open source creative software. And just creative things. If you find something that's interesting to talk about, tell me about it. So, moving on to the main topic I want to talk about today. And I might re- I'm going to sort of warn you, I, I tried recording this one yesterday and I got really rambly. So I might get really rambly again this time. Hopefully I don't because I don't really want to re-record, re-re-re-re-record. In any case... Today's topic is, well, I had a really good conversation, discussion online with folks regarding the nature of Creative Commons, GPL, and crowdsourcing, and how all those things sort of mesh and fit together. The premise is that if you're interested in making a living 
in the creative fields. You know, how does GPL and Creative Commons licenses fit into that picture? And crowdsourcing is going to dovetail off that a little bit, so I'll get to that in a little bit. For those of you who are, who are new to the podcast and new to me and new to stuff, the GPL happens to be the, the sort of big open source license. It's not the only one. There, there are many other ones out there, but it's, when, someone so, when someone says open source software or free as in speech software, they're usually talking about the GPL, the, the GNU General Public License. Man, I hope I got that right. In any case, uh, that's what they're talking about, and, and also referred to as a copyleft license. So, because what it is is it uses copyright to uh, oblige people who redistribute code to also or redistribute binaries, ex- executables, the programs. They also have to release the code for it as well. The creative equivalent to that is a Creative Commons license, which there are many versions of the Creative Commons license you can do where it's just attribution, where you just have to say, hey, I got this stuff from this guy or this lady, and, or, so that's the, the, the what's it called, the CC BY, that's a CC attribution. There's share alike, which is a lot more like the GPL sort of thing, which means that if you, if I gave you a piece of my art say it's a piece of music or writing and I release it CC uh, Creative Commons share alike and you take my writing and modify it well you also have to allow anybody else to modify whatever you whatever you've modified so there's that and then there are other versions of it that are non-commercial and no derivatives and so I mean those are the sort of the various forms of, of Creative Commons license, but I mean, it's it's still essentially a, a free license. It's a license that you're giving based on your copyright rights a lot that on one hand allow people to do whatever they want with your with your content in terms of their own content creation with, you know, one of up to, I think, like four provisos. I'll say, I'll say provisos. Yeah, I'll use that word today. Where, you know, constraints, I'll say, that you can optionally allow or disallow however you set it up. But the, the, the core of it is is it, you don't often see people selling Creative Commons licensed things. And and to be frank, on some level, it's it's you don't see a lot of people selling Creative Commons licensed stuff as much as the all rights reserved kind of licenses, and that's that's because you know there's there's the notion of protecting your your rights to exploit. Because I mean, it, and it's not just against other artists. You know, a lot of people have the fear: well, somebody's going to steal my idea, and blah 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 blah. That's dumb. Let me get that right out of the way. the The notion that that someone's going to steal your idea is is it's, to be frank, really, really remote. And if somebody who steals... I mean, this is my own personal perspective, but if somebody steals your idea, come up with another one. You know? That's... Because the idea is 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 like a tenth of the work. 
the rest of it's implementation and marketing and distribution, right? So, so yeah. I, generally speaking, I don't even I don't even worry about that. But the concern is, say you create a video or an animation, and you release that under a Creative Commons license, uh, one of the more per- permissive versions of it, at least, then somebody could take your what you've created and I don't know, get it put on television in some far other, you know, in, in any market and be, and they could be paid for curating your content and you wouldn't see any money from it at all, which I mean, if your interest is in exposure, that's not that big of a deal. That's, that's, that's sweet. More people see your stuff. But if you're, but if you're trying to make a living off of it, it becomes a much more difficult proposition. I mean, you still might be able to sell direct to, to people who are your, your, your actual fans, but the, the notion of, of pulling a, what I'll call a passive income from, from selling the, the regional rights or print rights or film rights or, or you know, for, for sort of selling the distribution rights in part, that, that becomes a much harder prospect. And I mean, that's, that, that's where Creative Commons and GPL really sort of aligned themselves. GPL, for those of you also, another sort of point on that, GPL was the original intent of it by, by uh, Richard Stallman and the Free Software Foundation. The, the, the point of it was that was to avoid that notion of, um, in the case of software, treating it as a as a product that you're selling, that you're you make once and resell multiple times, right? The the whole notion of a of, of the passive income. Um, the GPL is, is directly meant to combat that. The notion being that you're rather than the, the preference being, I guess, in in, in in that case, the preference being for not for selling software as a product, but selling software as a service. So you're 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 not selling. I made this. You know, you're not selling this program that I made repeatedly over and over and over again. Instead, the notion is that you're selling yourself as a software developer, and someone can hire you to create more software that would also be GPL licensed. Blah 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 blah. Creative Commons is sort of the same way. It it. it it can very easily inhibit second, I'll call them secondary revenue streams from, from exploiting your distribution rights in other, in other manners because anybody could do it. So, and anybody could do it and anybody can, can make their own money off, off of that doing that process because it's, it's free content. So it's hard to make a living writing or producing or creating something once and then trying to resell it multiple times. It, it can be a pretty big hamstring on that. So, what's the what's the the primary advantage then? The the, the primary advantage is what I said earlier: is exposure. It's it's people. You know, a lot of the reason people will write open source software. A lot of the reason people will create will make Creative Commons content is specifically for exposure it's a calling card that gets you hired to do more of that thing be it software development be it writing be it animation be it video production filmmaking etc that's 
that's the most effective use of it. It's, it's that, that notion of the calling card. I mean, yeah, there's, there's, there's the notion of an altruistic kind of perspective on there, but yeah, come on, let's, let's face it, people are fucking selfish. And that's going to be the primary motivation, is what, what can I get out of it? Just like people who are consuming that, you know, using open source software and consuming creative content, creative commons content, those people aren't, aren't there, again, there is a segment of people who is, who is very interested in, in that lifestyle, but more often than not, it's, on, in the case of the software, can I get it for free? And Creative Commons is the same thing, can I get it for free? And so, I mean, everything, everything is, is taking advantage of selfish pursuits, which isn't, which isn't inherently bad, it's just something to be aware of. But the, the conversation came up, the reason why this all came up was the notion that in terms of making a, a living at it, it can marginalize people in a way, so that the only people, only only you know, not not everyone can make money doing it. And the reason for that is 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 simple. I mean, the, the temptation of the passive income, where again, I write a book, I make an animation, I make a, I'm not going to make music, but somebody makes music. That stuff gets made once and resold and relicensed multiple times. That's a very tempting course of action. It's it's you know it's a it's as far as monetization goes, it's a path of least resistance and it's the path to greatest income. It's it's you know I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's easier because you're selling this thing. And and hell, I mean, the entire software market is 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 based on this. Almost every single creative market is is based on this premise book authorship film industry music industry software industry all of them are 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 any industry that's built on top of copyright is built on the notion of i make a thing one time and then i resell that thing multiple times it's i mean financially speaking it's 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 absolutely efficient Doing it the other way around, where you're doing something, when you're working with a, with an open source or license or again a Creative Commons license for for whatever creative thing you do, if you're doing it that way, then again your work becomes a a calling card more than anything else, and it's you know the, the work is free. It's harder to exploit that financially, which also means you have to. It's it's kind of implicit. You have to be a marketer and entrepreneur, almost by default. You know you, that you, that's that becomes the thing, right? You have to. You're automatically put in the position where you you have to. You're using your work to sell yourself. And you have to regularly sell yourself. And for a lot of people who are in the creative fields, they. They either don't want to do that, or they don't have the stomach for doing. It. So there, there's, there's, a, there's a segment of of the free software, free culture community, I guess, that would like nothing more than to have a copyright system abolished and film film industry, you know, the Hollywood studio system go away and book publishers disintegrate and the music studios all go kaput right they, they they would 
they would love for that to happen. But I think that's kind of short-sighted because there's a lot of people, again, who are who are very who are the talented, creative content producer people. Content producers is such a sterile ass term, but I don't have a better one, so we're we're just going to deal with it. But you have people who are on the the content creation side of things who who don't want to do those businessy. They don't want to waste you know, waste their time and do those businessy, entrepreneurial kind of things where they have to constantly do the marketing and and that. It's, it's they want to they want to go to a place and do whatever that creative process they're interested in doing, and then go home and get paid for doing that thing. And so the system in place facilitates that kind of person. Uh, so we, I mean, to 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 get rid of such a system would 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 make getting work for those people very difficult. So I, I can't I can't imagine that that's going to be sort of the best choice for doing that. So, but I mean, the, I mean, the counter argument is that, and in this it's been this way in the in the animation field for ages, arguably forever. But if you're in animation, you're automatically a freelancer. I mean, that's, that's, that's the notion of a staff animation job is is so so amazingly rare. Animators in general are, are nearly as nomadic as actors in terms of uh, travel and and you know who's who's your employer for, for this particular gig. They just, you know, it bounces around, and anybody who find who ends up wanting to release their work in a, uh, a Creative Commons license. You're going to find yourself in that position. You're automatically now a freelancer. You, you're unless unless you just want to put something out there for exposure to. to you know, I made a thing. Let me share it off. I don't care what anybody does with it. If you're if you're if you're in this as a as a professional pursuit, that puts you in the seat as a, as a freelancer, and then you're selling yourself. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, that's there's a, for for some of it. That there's a, there's a great appeal in in running your own shop, running your own ship, running your own boat, whatever metaphor you want to uh, tack to it, there's there's the argument that the the new creative, new creative, I'm going to put that in, in, in air quotes that you can't see me doing, for for those of you who, are, who, who call them inverted commas, that's ridiculous, cut that out, they're, they're quotation marks, sorry, I, <laughs> I think I just offended all of my... Well, oh, all right. So there's the argument that the, the that the the new role of a creative person is is precisely that that consultant freelancer role. That's that's the the, the trend in terms of the industry. If if you can, it's, that's another sort of pet peeve of mine. That I'll have to do a whole other podcast on, but the notion of there being a single industry is such a freaking farce. It's not even funny. There's because it's, it's an amalgamation of of uh, here we go. There's an amalgamation of of a bunch of different industries. You can't say the industry. Talking about even even just saying computer graphics. A lot of people talk about the creative industry, or sorry, the, the CG industry, and they're speaking about film and games. But the CG industry is way bigger than that, and I'm totally digressing. So I'm not going to go into this right now. I'm going to go into this. In a, I'm going to go into that in a different podcast. I'll just say that 
the notion of of a of a creative content producer is is trending towards the freelance entrepreneur marketer side of things even if you end up even if your ultimate deal is that you're going to work in someone else's shop doing creative work for them and then that's your that's your paycheck you still you know it's getting to the point that you you still have to market yourself but you still have to in the case of like animators you got to market yourself during and between gigs to make sure that you get another one after that. Uh, if you're a graphic designer or illustrator, you know, you're constantly building, you know, the, 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 the notion that, well, for, if you're, if you're in graphic design or if you're in illustration or if you're in any of these fields, you know, how often have you been told, and I, I really hope that you've been told this a lot, that you, you constantly have to update your portfolio, update your reel, keep your website up to date, blah, blah. I mean, you're you're working for a company that, that provides you benefits in a job. I'm not even talking about freelancing anymore, but in order to get that job, right, you're you're still going to market yourself. So, I mean, there's, there's a very compelling argument that if you're going to be doing that sort of marketing for yourself and your services as a, as a creative already, then, then maybe it's not that big of a deal to release your stuff under a Creative Commons license because that's what you're trying to do. But if you're interested in resale, and now, I, now I'm sort of repeating myself, I understand. I told you this might get rambling. If you're interested on the resale side of things where, where you you know you do the, the passive income stream, there's, there's, it's, it's freaking hard. There aren't that many people who can do it successfully, right? They talk about businesses in general, people who do their own sort of uh, opening their own businesses. More than half of them fail within the first year, right? And a lot of those might just be the the, the one person with a freelance deal. And they'll say, I'm going to try this for a year. And then they realize they can't hack it. And <laughs> then they stop. So, yeah, there's there's, as you can tell, I have kind of mixed feelings about where where the value of these things fit and then couple that with the notion of crowdfunding because a lot of creative commons content gets crowdfunded and but then again a lot of closed content gets crowdfunded and i mean ethically speaking i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna throw this one out there ethically speaking i'm for myself i don't think i'd be able to crowdfund the creation of a property. We'll call it a property. <laughs> I'll get all jargony on that. Any property, be it a, a, a book or an animation or, or whatever, I would be, I would have a very difficult time crowdfunding it. Difficult time ethically. I mean, it'd be hard in general just to just to sell it. But I would have a very difficult time ethically if I did the crowdfunding campaign for whatever creative project I wanted to produce and then when I when I'm done making it selling it with a sort of all rights reserved copyright on top of that it, it seems to me it feels to me that if you're if you're going to crowdsource if you're going to crowdfund I'm not going to crowdsource if you're going to crowdfund then for me I would feel almost obligated to release it under a Creative Commons license because because that that 
what you're saying is I want you to pay me to make this thing and then I want you to pay me after I've made it and and I think that's I couldn't do that let's put it that way so if, if I if I were to I, I, I'm gonna be I would be hard it would be it would be difficult to convince me to do a crowdfunding campaign right now for for anything anyway but if I were to do a crowdfunding campaign I would I would I would have to release that under a Creative Commons license because again you're you're you're, you're, you're paying for the service there. You're not paying for... Yeah, it's it's mixing the service and the product thing. And it, it just... It feels wrong to, to have other people fund your dream and then charge them for it. Charge them for the right to view it afterwards. I mean, you can have... I understand the Kickstarter and, and Indiegogo that part of the rewards programs built into them are the notion of you're, you're, you're doing, treating it like pre-sales on your product. I understand that. But the notion of still selling it afterwards with... with I, I just, it, it doesn't feel right to me with, with that. On the same side of that coin, if I'm not going to crowdsource something, if I'm going to take my own time to make a product... And I have an intent on reselling that product. Say I write a book, or I—I uh, I keep using this thing about writing, writing a book, or, because these are the things that are I'm, obviously I'm, I'm saying these things over and over again because they're 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 what's on my mind as far as what I'm creating. But yeah, well, you know, I make an animation or I write a book. I kind of want to do the passive income thing on that. I I want my my content to, to sell as a product unto itself. So if I were if I were doing that, then I I don't think I I don't think I would release that work under a Creative Commons license because again I'm interested in, in getting the, I, I would be interested in getting the passive income off of selling it and selling the rights on it and it would be difficult for me to to justify a Creative Commons license on something that I that I. I self-fund. I don't crowdfund because uh, I'd want to sell that product when I'm done with it. Because I'm obviously not making any money on the creation of it. I'm, I'm I'm writing it or producing it for free. I'll need some compensation for it afterwards, and you know, trying to get compensation after the production on something that's again, as we've already covered, on something that's that's Creative Commons license is, is I don't know. It's it, it's hard. <laughs> I want. I want to do it the easy way, easier way, because it's still not going to be easy. But you understand. Uh, the only, the only, the only caveat to that is that we'll, we'll keep going with the, with the book thing. So in the fiction writing world, to a lesser degree, nonfiction. But in the fiction writing world, there's a notion of, of a, especially on the self-publishing side, there's a notion of a funnel, right? Where, where if you write a series of short stories, not, not a short story, a series of novellas you would release the first one for free as an enticement, right? So I give you I give you the first chapter, the first episode, the first book for free on the hope that you'll like it enough to purchase the subsequent books, chapters, episodes uh, in the series. That's that's sort of the business plan there. That's that's the deals. You give one away for free. Yeah, it's it's the drug dealer business model. You get the first hit free, and if you're if you're if you're addicted to it enough to find out to want to want to get the rest of the series, then then you have to buy, you have to buy the rest, right? 
or buy the, the, the whole set. With that model in mind, I could see the argument for, for releasing, if you're releasing that book, first book for free anyway, I could see the argument that if you're going to release it for free as in beer, free, you know, not, no money to pay for it, then what's the harm in also making that a Creative Commons release? And, you know, I, it's a tempting prospect. I'm, 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 I'm intrigued by, by the notion of doing that. But, well, the, the, the question then becomes this. All right, so let, let's, 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 let's run that rabbit. If you're, if you're releasing a, a, if you're using that model, you release the first book free on the hope that other people buy other books. Is it, from a marketing standpoint, does it feel kind of like a fakey fakey, like a little bit of a misdirect to say that this is Creative Commons, but everything else is all rights reserved? Is that a, a I won't say an ethical conundrum, it's not an ethical problem, but it's, it's a, it is a question in terms of, is that going to rub your audience the wrong way to, to see that, well, this one's Creative Commons, but you're keeping all your rights on the other ones. Blah, blah, blah. Did you just give me the shitty one? <laughs> and, and well, I mean, then from a marketing perspective, if they like the shitty one, then maybe they, they'll, <laughs> they'll say, oh, well, these other ones that I have to buy, they have to be even better. I mean, does that psychology even work? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I'd be tempted to experiment with this. I, 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 I don't know. What do you, it, again, for, for my, However, what, what my, my small handful of people who are regularly, regularly listening to the show, or for anybody new and, and, and wants to listen to future shows, what, what do you think? If, if, I, if, if, if that's the model, what are the pros and cons of making that first release Creative Commons and then making all the other ones all rights reserved? Does that... Does that impede as a... We'll say... Let me do that. So, mm. does that, as an audience, as as the person, as a consumer of that content, would that put you off? That one one part of a series is Creative Commons, but the larger part, the full thing, is, is all rights reserved. Is that would that dissuade you from from purchasing the other? Do you even care? I don't know. That's that. That'll be my question, and uh, for 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 the end of this week, rather than, rather than a, a challenge or a quick tip, I'm dropping a question. What do you think? Is that something you would that that you'd have a problem with? I don't know. I might, but I might not. Putting myself in in the 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 ingester of content. <laughs> Always got to put things in food terms. I, I, I'm, I've got, I got mixed feelings. I don't, I don't know where I, where I sit on that one. So help make up my mind for me or tell me I'm an idiot because I'm, I'm genuinely curious. And, oh, and sort of just as a, as a, as a postscript to this whole thing. No, I don't think that anybody, obviously, hopefully it's pretty obvious that anybody who uses free and open source software to create their content I don't think that there's any sort of ethical obligation to release that content under a Creative 
commons or other open license of some sort. You created your content. The tools that you create, I mean, what the tools that you create your content with should not dictate how you release that content when you're done with it. There are some things you can do that, that are just nice to do, but no, that's that's ridiculous. So, yeah, I just wanted to sort of throw that one out there. But the real question, let me see if I can put the question in, in, in concise terms. The real question is that I, that I have for, for you, my audience, is if you are releasing a series of things, books or videos or animations or uh, educational videos, whatever, if you're releasing a series of them, and your model is to release one or more of them for free as an enticement to your audience to purchase the rest of them, is it a bad idea to, if that's already, if that first set of content is already free as in gratis, free as in you don't have to pay for it, is it is it a bad idea to also release it under a permissive license like the creative com like the ones the creative commons attribution license would that would that be a deterrent to 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 the audience of the work that the first thing is is creative commons and, and everything else is is closed i'm i'm very curious about this because i'm as you might have guessed from from my rambling on here i'm planning on releasing a couple series of series is how do you pluralize series? 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 Whatever. My, my, I, I have a couple, in this case, books that I'm finishing that uh, I'm releasing, and I'm going to use this model. And so I, it's very well, very well possible that the answer I get from, from you guys will determine how I license that first piece. In any case... That's my podcast for this week. You guys have fun. I'll talk to you next week. Hello. You know, uh, you know that thing's liable to go off. Yeah, it could. Yes.